God is the priest of the Israelites. Mike, 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 Mike. If they wanted a book of numbers, you know, why didn't they just get the yellow pages? <laughs> yeah, or like, uh, um, what's the other one? If it's they like wanted more... a book of numbers, what's the other one that's why more get residential? The yellow pages. <laughs> Sorry, book of numbers. What is this? My algebra textbook? <laughs> oh, bam! Boom, boom, boom! Hey, hey! These are all. all right. This is all highbrow stuff. Real. This is great. Yeah, we're off to a cracking start. Lads. This is what. This is what <laughs> they come cracking, here for. As they say. Mm-hmm. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Smite Me, the only slash best Torah recap podcast hosted by the three of us. I'm Josh. I'm joined by my sexy and erudite co-hosts, Ayani. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah and sexy I Sexy mean and too. erudite. That's right. I don't know what the second one means. I kind of pronounced it weird. It just means like kind of studious. You know, you really do the research, knowledgeable. Hmm. Now it feels like oh, you're was... describing someone else. Hey, man, you, all, you guys are the ones who do the background reading usually, so... I, I I stand with it, and also John. Thank you. Am He's I here. erudite? You're erudite as hell. Am I? Am I a um a pure I don't, erudite? Ian, I don't know. I was kind of <laughs> the trying erudite to play race. Off. Yeah, you remember? <laughs> yeah, the yeah I was trying to race. play off how it sounds the erudite like erudite brotherhood. Um, also you're in it. Like okay, so um, we are on a whole new book of the Torah. This one. Is called numbers. What is numbers? This? The yellow pages. Come on, people. That's what we're calling it, and there's really nothing you can do to stop us. Yeah, are... I mean, it it, it begs a, a valid question of like, is this the yellow pages? <laughs> and I mean, what we, what we talk about when we talk about is this the yellow pages? And then the follow up question is, if they needed a book of numbers. Why didn't they just get the yellow pages? <laughs> That's so true. They were in a number book situation, right? And, and the, uh, the yellow pages are right there. <laughs> so before we launch into, into our, our sort of next saga of biblical study, I wanted to see if anyone had any updates. Maybe there were some Jews in the news. Maybe mm. uh, you did something that got you smited. Or maybe you just logged on to Jew Belong again and got upset. <laughs> um, well, I will say that I, um, if, you, if you were listened to last episode, I was informed by a friend that the creator of Jubilong was in an episode of Real Housewives of New York. And I Ronnie. was like, Ronnie, which sounds very... <laughs> Ronnie. Real My Housewives of Ronnie. New York, I was like, to go to Ronnie. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe we'll do an episode on that. You know, and I watched it and I was like, oh no, like Josh and Ayani are good friends of mine. I can't, I can't do this to them. I cannot friends make them watch friends. this. Yeah, it was just, I mean, I don't even... I was going to say, you want to just give us a little taste of what we, you know. It's I mean, like it's, a... it was just like awful, rich New York women being awful. But it's Real Housewives of New York. So it's like me being offended that they were awful is like the story of the scorpion and the frog. Where it's uh-huh. like, I don't know what I expected. It's fucking yeah. Real Housewives of New York. Hmm, these ladies are a little bit tacky. 
<laughs> for sure. Yeah. They like were at a Shabbat uh-huh. dinner and one lady was like, got hungry. So she went into the kitchen and was eating and everyone got mad at her. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. The, uh-huh. the, the, the Jubilong lady is kind of, I don't know, like ethereal silver haired woman vibes. Mm. She mm. just was in like, there, it was just, God, it's just so bad. I even feel, I feel like I'm, I'm having diarrhea of the mouth explaining it, but it was this whole thing where it was called like black Shabbat. And like, what? they just, huh? Oh, and if you're wondering what that means, it just was, uh, they were just having Shabbat with black people. Um, oh, well, and like, it was like this thing where like real housewives was like trying to like be woke and progressive. And like, so they brought in these women from these like black organizations who were just like explaining fucking like all sorts of like racism and injustice in America. Mm-hmm. And the Over Jubilong, the Shabbos table. At the Shabbos table, and the Jubilong lady was doing something that I would describe as over listening, <laughs> where she, she was just doing the thing of like, mm, oh, ah, mm. oh, like just trying to like instead of nodding uh-huh. her head, but just like nodding her head in a way that really hits you in all five senses. You know, as someone who attended liberal arts college and has been to more than my share of uh, poetry slams, I've seen some over listening take place. Oh, yeah. When someone will say something, people are like, mm, oh, <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It is kind yeah. of always fun when the audience invites itself to participate. Like, I'm all for audience <laughs> participation, but yeah. maybe wait for them to give you a cue. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, wait for the person on stage to be like, come your pants if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Prince probably could have said that. <laughs> yeah i feel like that's he also didn't probably have to. how he agreed yeah, right. with stuff that's you wouldn't even have to make that explicit if you're prince rest in peace prince that's true oh shit what no just kidding um <laughs> um i got a thing that i'm about to do that i think i don't know if it's smiteable but i certainly think if i explained it to a biblical person they'd be like y- you don't want to do that <laughs> um so i'm going down to southern california for a work thing to write an article about this project and they're making a very new and special nuclear reactor and one of the key parts of this special nuclear reactor is a giant magnet called the solenoid which is like oh i know what solenoid is yeah yeah yeah, of course see erudite you know what i mean people don't just know what a solenoid is that's just Um, not having a college degree and having to get trade jobs (laughs) um well there you go um so anyway big ass fucking magnet and it's like so there's gonna be the whole cluster of them it's gonna be so powerful it can hold plasma in place and just like floating in the air it's just like one of the strongest magnets in the world i'm gonna go walk around look at it talk to the magnet guys and i'm just thinking if you if you explain if you like really sat down with a, with a, one of our ancient uh jewish tribes and was like okay it's this giant metal thing. It pulls stuff. It holds crazy, scary energy. It can potentially create an explosion. They'd be like, "Yeah, don't, don't go up to that. Like, don't, don't talk to that. Like, don't even go near it. Just like let the priests handle that, and like just stay the fuck away. We're not even allowed out near our magic box." Yeah, seriously. I mean, a little sneak preview of the portion, but there's a lot of rules about who gets to, you know, get near the special box and who doesn't. And I feel like I'm really. Really would, you know, our ancestors would just 
not know what to do with. I would so, say even if you went like three or four generations back, it'd be like <laughs> stay oh, away. Three or four generations yeah. back, people thought. Ma- actually, people still think it now. People thought magnets would like clear c- cure your syphilis or whatever. Magnet healing's well, been I'm, around I'm for forever. Ask them about my syphilis, so Good. I will let you know. You're gonna ask the magnet. Is that part? <laughs> is that part gonna be on or off the record as a journalist? On the record. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a I'm making a pilgrimage to Southern California to show the big magnet my rash. <laughs> really hoping it'll it'll give yeah. me some answers. Wow, that is a headline I would fucking click. <laughs> I went to Southern California to tell a big magnet about my syphilis. That's like a based, very based headline, Aussie esque. Well, that's fun. I I think no, I I agree with you. I don't think anyone in the Bible would be stoked to hear any no. of that. No, you don't go to you don't go to the place with the big object. No, you stay away until you get in. Like, but also, I'm thinking about how much throughout this book God has like stolen people's jewelry and shit. Maybe God's a big magnet, <laughs> <laughs> just sucking people's jewelry right off their neck. You know? Yeah. Well, and not only that, but I feel like there's a lot of like you know, don't go touch this amazing, beautiful thing. I'm going to describe in great detail for hundreds of mm-hmm. pages on end. Yeah, we we spent a whole book on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I'll I'll stay tuned. Next week, we'll see if I'm still alive and the status of my syphilis vis-a-vis the giant magnet. Yeah, or if the magnet, like, turns him inside out or some weird shit. <laughs> if, I get, <laughs> if I get spaghettified, come back in a Tupperware container. <laughs> unmarked. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, um, I don't have anything, um... I have a couple more Jews in the news things. Oh, you have Jews in the news? You have to break the news. What Jews? It's news. Including Jews. Jews in the news. Kind of. Jews in the news. Okay, after this one, I swear to God, I'll make a drop. Jews (laughs) in the news. Is that that kind of what we're all thinking? Oh, that's a great idea. We could do the the Morse code wire. All around the world, there are hundreds of Jews making prominent <laughs> splashes in the hundreds field of arts. Of us. <laughs> there are tens of thousands of Jews. Yes, I think I, I don't might know. Just I use just that. feel like Sarah Silverman's been wilding a little bit lately. Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh she... right, because Jewface is in the news sassy now. Sassy broad, do this time. Jewface, you're ta- you're. You're familiar with Jewface, yeah? Uh, you? I became familiar. Jewface? Jew- <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we get to talk about Jewface. It's so funny. I mean, basically, Sarah Silverman has been, first of all, God bless her. Love Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Comedic icon. Great. But she's like also just like an old, rich Jewish lady. So like she's just a little <laughs> off base sometimes. Um, and I don't know. She was talking about like Catherine Hahn who's not Jewish is going to play um, Joan Rivers in some shit that no one's going to watch or that I'm not going to watch. And Sarah Silverman was talking about how she described it as Jew face, which I do think is her being funny, but like, I don't know. Talking, just, what did she say about like, you need, you, she, she said that like a non Jewish person who kind of looks Jewish playing a Jewish role is like jew face oh like okay i see i was i wasn't <laughs> thinking them as a single word yeah it led to a lot of funny tweets of like because like there was some fucking like deadline article or whatever uh-huh. that said like sarah silverman says jew face is a real problem in hollywood and then <laughs> they, 
This comedian. And then just showed a picture of that guy from American Pie. He's got to be Jew, right? <laughs> well, the, the, my favorite was this comedian, Mike Racine, who's not Jewish at all and is Italian, just quote tweeted it and say, like, said, like, I've been saying this for years. <laughs> Which really made me chuckle. Um, That's funny. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, do we care that a non-Jewish person is going to play Joan Rivers? There's also... Like, not really. There's there's several layers. I mean, I don't know how serious she's being, so I don't know how serious I want to be. But there's definitely layers of, of it that I don't think are necessarily intentional. Like, i.e., like, let's say I were an actor, right? And then I'm Jewish. Okay. And then I play a, a Jewish person. But I don't have stereotypically Jewish features. So, but are, what kind of Jewish person are you playing? Like Mordechai Schmendelbaum? Like, really? <laughs> well, let's say yeah, I was. I one time heard the credits of a, a public radio thing. Somebody named Shmuley Shmuley. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> no, but you, uh, do, do you get what I'm saying? Where it's like, yeah, you, yeah. You, it you, assumes like a typical Jewish face. No, I, it's just like, what even is like Jew face? Like, is it just when you're like hot but your face is like a little bit fucked up like what (laughs) what are we talking about here well it's also interesting again like she was probably fucking around or like not all the way but you know it's like there's like a whole other history of like anti-semitic propaganda with really exaggerated jewish features that is like way more akin to blackface but like hollywood casting is like not right it's like no Catherine Hahn just has like a slightly big nose and like yeah also, there's a f- also I have two slightly contradictory points to make. One of which is that it is a slightly rich to hear people saying that this like man like Jews haven't gotten a break in Hollywood, dude. Because it's like dude. let's be honest, like Monty Python was making fun of how many Jews there were in Hollywood in like forty years ago, um, which means that there's plenty. Um, on the other hand, like I thought, magnificent uh, Mrs. Maisel didn't cast a Jew as the main Jewish female comedian. And they had, um, Alia Shawkat apparently auditioned for that, who not only am I in love with, but also is very funny and is very Jewish looking. And the whole story is about how, like, it's about her image as a Jew. And like, in a way, like factoring into her comedy success or not, or, you know, pushing up against the establishment. So I think it's, is a conversation we had, but like, I don't know. The history of blackface is so radioactively horrible that it's like, don't go there. Yeah, It's also like it, it, it spikes. So, you know, if anyone still doesn't realize it yet, I am also Asian. And it also is like, well, there's also like calling it Jew face is a little bit weird because it's like, yeah, blackface. You have what people will call like yellow face, too, and whatever, where it's like there's just legit people in Hollywood, white people being like. And I play an Asian in this one. And it's not like they're like, oh, we took this character who's normally Asian and made them white, which is whitewashing. That's different. They're just mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I'm I'm a man from China. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like it um, it suggests that Jews are a race, which I think is a, a spicy enough claim on its own. I think that's a, a, a quicker and more eloquent way of saying what i was what i was trying to say which is that yeah you're kind of there's a lot of assumptions carried up in that yeah for sure here's my here's my take real quick is that i think Catherine hahn can play um joan rivers if and only if she reenacts that tmz clip of joan rivers at the airport and they're asking her about palestinians and she's saying just really vile shit and then she died like two months later what 
How about that? <laughs> wow, I missed that one. No, yeah, there is a clip of like Joan Rivers at some airport, and they're asking her about like whether I don't know. It was just after some uh-huh. fucking IDF raid, and she, they're asking her if it, like it's justified, and she's like, "Yeah, it is good." Like I don't know, she's just oh, being God. crazy. Uh-huh. She's like, "Good." They de-. she said something about how they deserve to die, and then she died. So. <laughs> And now you're being clay- played by a fucking wow, what's the word for a, a not Jew? A shiksa. shiksa. She's not even a shiksa. She not even a shiksa. Yeah, she's like Jew adjacent enough. Anyway, um, I've had this whole conversation, and I don't even know who Catherine Hahn is. I'm you'd looking. recognize her. She's in everything. She's wonderful. Oh, Cannot, her. She's the best. Can she's I, the fucking she, best. You know, I'm starting to see Sarah Silverman's point now that I'm looking at an image of her. Because she kind of looks a little Jewy, but... Is she, you know, Jewish? Right. Yeah. What if she's a crypto Jew? <laughs> what does that mean? A what now? <laughs> that's actually a real thing. Um, I think that's more in relation to people who uh, whose families said that they converted to Catholicism during the Spanish Inquisition and then just uh, didn't. So Wait, is a crypto Jew when you control all of the cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> Dogecoin Jew. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole fucking history we're not going to get into. Let's get into some fucking fake wow. history. Mm, come on okay. now. Let's um, go. Wait, unless you had more, John, about Jews in the news. Jews. No, I mean, there is another... This, I mean... No, there was another Sarah Silverman thing about there was like a clip of her. Uh, this is like a whole nother bag of worms to open, but it's just like a clip of because like fucking like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib like voted against like another billion dollars for the Iron Dome. And there was a <laughs> clip of her being like, like, help me understand. Like, I'm not going to do a Sarah, Sarah Silverman voice. It's just going <laughs> to. You're going to start to, like but then you're not. But you did. It. But you won't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to venture into Jew voice. Yeah. Um, but she was just like, I like these. Con- I like you so much, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. But like, help me understand, like, why do like people only like Jews when we're suffering or some shit? And it's just like, oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Uh, like, it's just like people don't, don't like Jews ha- at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where what the fuck have you been? Um, yeah. No, but it's just like you can be the most the most pro Israel, pro Iron Dome person, and still be like. Hey, maybe maybe let's let this one let maybe let's let Israel cover this one. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they can buy their own Iron Dome stuff this time mm-hmm. around. It is kind of rich that a, a a a nation that has like a lot of autonomous little communities and has like a a functional healthcare system, um, and all of that stuff. It is kind of funny how we just pay for giant infrastructure projects for them, and then we don't get we don't get those. It's, no, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Where's our Iron Dome? Yeah. Where's my Iron Dome? I want I want <laughs> a, I it's it's my right as an American, I feel like, to have an Iron Dome over my home. <laughs> One time at the beach, I got hit in the head with a frisbee. Where was my Iron Dome then? <laughs> where were you my know? tax dollars? My then? Nation, if you've had your own experience like what we're describing, tweet where's my Iron Dome <laughs> at Smite Me Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like, make your voices heard. That feels that feels like asking for attention we don't actually want. We want it. You know what? We That's right. It. Notoriety is the same thing as fame. That's right. Which reminds me: like, subscribe, leave a review. Oh, email us all your <laughs> questions. 
Mm-hmm. Wow, who could say no to that? I would email that. Take a raspy take voice. a selfie of take a selfie of just your Jewiest Jew face and uh, send it to us. Jew face really challenge. Jew it up Hashtag Jew face challenge. Yeah, let's make sure that that first. never leaves the news cycle. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, it's important. News. It's important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 1.5 degrees of warming is essentially inevitable if we cut all emissions tomorrow. But let's keep Jew face in the news. Jew face in the news face. <laughs> oh, I had one other Jew in the news, and I'll just say two words. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. You're done. Oh, you're, done. You're, you're fine. Well, we all got you're Zuckerberg. You're fired. Make sure to like us on Facebook, too. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram. Psych. My man fucks in knee-high socks and running shoes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, should we get into numbers? Yeah, let's get into these numbers. Social media numbers, you know, phone numbers. They've, they've got it all. And guess what? What is this? The Yellow Pages? <laughs> if they book needed numbers. a book with a bunch of numbers. <laughs> and then you guys at home can finish it yourselves. Yes. Wait, I feel- oh, yeah. We'll have a little pa- a pause for them to say it. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> Wait, okay. but I just kind of put something together of like book of numbers or book of faces, aka Mark Zuckerberg Facebook Jew face. I'm connecting dots here that <laughs> they don't want me to connect. All right. So what the flick happened in this tour? All right. Portion? So we open. You know, last week or last fucking what's it called? Deuteronomy, no, not Deuteronomy. Leviticus ended a little boring. We, we launch off. There's real more boring shit. Um, we've left the stuff happening portion behind. There's more is going to happen, but for it's now, like the rules zone. Now, it's not even rules though. It's just like raw data, dude. This is so, the sweet, sweet metadata that everyone is fucking craving. Okay, population <laughs> numbers, networks. Who knows who? Who's the son of who? <laughs> What's their job? All cookies. Yeah. You really did have to accept all cookies for this. So God tells Moses, take a census of all the Israelites um, based by tribe. And I'm just going to go through what the numbers look like because it's kind of interesting. Count the boys. Tribe of Reuben coming in at 46,500. Tribe of Simeon, 59,300. Tribe of Gad, 45,650. Tribe of Judah, 74,600. Worth noting that there's a lot more in the tribe of Judah. Judah was fucking. Yeah. Yeah, where I mean, we'll talk about get into that later. Where these numbers came from? Tribe of Issachar, fifty four thousand four hundred. Tribe of Zebulon, fifty seven thousand four hundred. Tribe of Ephraim, four four forty thousand five hundred. Tribe of Manasseh, thirty two thousand two hundred. Tribe of Benjamin, thirty five thousand four hundred. Tribe of Don, sixty two thousand seven hundred. Tribe of Asher. 41,500. Tribe of Naphtali, 53,400. Totaling 603,550 in all. And these are just like war, like war fighting men who are able to bear arms, as they say, over the age of 20. So actually so, what they said is really anyone who's over 20. Right, exactly. It's about the population 20, of Milwaukee. I looked it up. So a whole Milwaukee's worth of fighting Jews. Oh, also, oh my God, we get... I uh I actually did the math just to like double check the Bible and make sure that that number made sense and like it all adds up. And it does not. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, no shit. What do you mean it may, uh, makes? Sense? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't mean if it makes sense or anything like that. I just mean that there's about thirty thousand people who are unaccounted for. I mean that's just so many people. 
They, it's just they say that there's six hundred thousand uh, or six hundred three thousand five hundred fifty people, and the number of people added up that they just listed is uh, five hundred seventy-eight thousand three hundred fifty. I did the fucking math. You Not that it's card math. Check their work. I double checked their work, and I even factored the. Uh, they later talk about the fucking uh, uh, the Levites and whatever numbers still aren't there. I'm just imagining like poor brain dead Moses just like doing like holding his fingers out and doing the math and just crying. <laughs> well, because they already had that port where they were talking about in um, in Exodus, where like every single of the Israelites is coming to him individually and being like, "I've got a." problem for you to fix and mm-hmm. now they're like just in a different circle of pain for moses where they're just like count everyone <laughs> he's just, just stuck like with the tedious begging tasks. them to stop moving <laughs> it's like stay in one place yeah i beg of you all right uh bring us bring us forward oh yeah okay and god tells moses not to include the levites in those the levites in those numbers because the levites are actually going to be in charge of carrying the tabernacle shit around and setting it up. And any outsider who approaches the tabernacle will get murked. Um, So, yeah. Smited. Smited, smote. So, yeah, I guess when he says any outsider, does that mean like anyone who's not a Levite or anyone who's not an Israelite? I think it's not anyone who's not a Levite. Levite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of what I figured. Um, you can't just have Jews yeah. walking into the fucking sacred Jewish spot. That'd be no, fucking no, weird. No, not into the Jewish, the special Jew country club. Anyways. I mean, we've come a long way where there's special Jew country clubs, you know? That's right. It used to be, couldn't play golf with the big boys. I don't know what, what the timeline is here if I'm talking anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Levites don't. I thought it was interesting because, like, he's kind of saying right here, like, there are the people who have to fight the wars, and then there are the people who get to be in charge of, like, all the religious shit, which mm-hmm. is kind of like there's a parallel now with, like, the modern state of Israel where you can opt out of fighting the wars if you're just, like, really religious and shit. I don't know. We'll talk about that more later, I guess. Oh, you mean you can read the book that says that you don't have to fight if you're super religious and then use it as a justification to say that I don't have to fight? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually unsurprising to me. Which, honestly, like, I remember when I was first, like, learning about that kind of dynamic where, like, when I was on my little Israel trip in high school where I was, there's, like, yeah, like, everyone has to fight in the IDF except for, like, the people who just opt out because they're religious and they have to read their little book. And I was like, man, that's bullshit. Like, they shouldn't get special exemptions. But now I'm just like, yeah, man, go for it. You're not going to fight in the IDF? Like, for sure, dude. Read it. Read, read all sorts of. Here's books. some more books for you to read. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <clears throat> Heard of Chuck Palahniuk? He's like pretty twisted. <laughs> also, I just feel like the people who uh, might get really into that book and like get super into it, whatever. A few of those people are going to be people who you definitely don't want behind the barrel of a gun. Because uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, because they might read. And plenty into this. of them, I think. I mean, I don't know a lot of details, but I think there's plenty of them who are like, oh yeah, I'm not joining the IDF, like. I got my own militia squad shit. Let's go. Uh, oh. I don't know. Aaron, Please. my friend Aaron was telling us about that on the first Leviticus episode a little bit. But anyway. Um, so then God, um, the next verse is God giving Moses very specific instructions for where people 
are supposed to set up camp in relation to the tabernacle, which is just, I mean, there's even a diagram on this Wikipedia article I have pulled up. This made the most sense to me because I'm like, all right, we're moving around several hundred thousands of people. Like you, you got to have an order who goes first, who goes last. Okay. But also I'm thinking about like the three of us, you know, we went to camp together that first year we got put in the same cabin together and after, but after that we had to request to be in the same cabin because we're boys. But like, if, if you're in the tribe of Benjamin and you, your buddy is in the tribe of Issachar, you're all the way across the tabernacle, tabernacle from each okay, other. Okay. I was actually and- about to, I was going to save it, but I wanted to mention that the numbers are so skewed that I'll bet you that there were a lot of people who like everyone heard that, like, I don't know the fucking tribe of Judah. Cause he has so many. They're like, the the tribe of Judah gets ice cream on Wednesdays, so when Moses is like taking the fucking survey or whatever, they're like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm with Judah, uh, I'm with the Judah. ice cream tribe." I think I'm six two, <laughs> and Judah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like when you everyone signs up for like the basketball elective at camp, and like you're not in it, but you just kind of show up, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess uh, I guess my name's not on there, but." But you have to supervise me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. They're yeah. all surrounding the tabernacle. And then there's... So, I guess there's there's the tribes I listed earlier. That's like Benjamin and Asher and Don and all of them. But then there's also within the Levites, there's specific tribes where there's like the Merari and the Gershon and the Kohath or whatever. So, those guys are like the closest to the tabernacle. And then surrounding them are are the secondary guys who have to, like, go fight the wars or whatever. Yep. The Torah um, loves class. The Torah loves class. Hi-ho, the cherry-o. The Torah loves class. <laughs> oh, we sure do. You know, it's just, they just love being, like, you got the A's, the B's, and the C's, and they'll never mix, and they'll never be equal. It's just, like... Even within the Jews. Yeah, even within the Jews. All right, so we got these people who are worth 25 value units. Yeah. Yeah. I also did a little bit of math, and it turns out the people who have all the religious authority make up for just a little bit under 3.5% of the population, and that fucking scans. Yeah. Yeah, real point of the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. That's even, like, generous. Oh, 94% or 96% of people, you're in charge of keeping us safe. Yeah. And anyone who's going to be surprised about that dynamic, uh, I don't know what fucking book or podcast you've been listening to. Yeah. Open I was going to say they should, they should do like a Torah version of Occupy, but I guess they kind of already did that with the Golden Calf, and it went about as well as actual <laughs> Occupy. So <laughs> I don't know what else to say there. Yep. We're fucked. Yeah. Um, okay. This is the part of the summary where now I'm just going to be reading off of Wikipedia because – is just give you a little inside the actor's studio because I tried to like make the summary and it just, it, it, it like didn't make sense. So I'm just like going to read what it says in the fourth reading. God instructed Moses to place the Levites in attendance upon Aaron to serve him and the priests. God took the Levites in place of all the firstborn among the Israelites whom God consecrated when God killed the firstborn in Egypt. Oh, what? Oh, I can actually explain that very easily. It's a very simple, very dumb concept. <laughs> um, very simple, very dumb. So basically, the Torah recognizes that there was a little bit of what we'll call brutality when God just sort of murked the entire firstborn population of Egypt. 
um, and basically said uh, – or the idea is because everything is a price and everything has a sacrifice and goes to God, theoretically it would make sense that then all the Israelites give up their firstborns, right? Your price for freedom. But instead, the Levites just have to be the priests, and that's the sacrifice. They have to what the priests? Be the priests. Literally, they're in charge. That's the sacrifice. <laughs> Their sacrifice is taking on power? Yes. Oh, that rips, man. And then Hell they yeah. have to pay – don't they have to pay some of the people who give up their firstborns to be – Uh, No, it sounds like they just get to be in charge. What was that whole section, though, about the like the replacement price being like 127 shekels and such? Oh, I think – oh, I don't know. That part – I uh, – it was boring. I didn't read it that. Under twenty-seven shekels. Isn't that that movie where James Franco cuts his arm off? <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Wow. What is this? The phone book? In the Haifa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm understanding this right, that's like God's basically like, well, I should have taken all of the Jewish firstborn, but instead you just have to pay the priests the price of what your firstborn would have been worth. No, he says he takes I mean, the Levites as the sacrificial firstborns. But then the rest of the people who have firstborns, them. they all just pay the Levites this like price per head on their on their. Oh, firstborn. I guess yeah. Wow. So that's really doubling down. It's so hard for me to take this money from you, and is it so hard to take on? I mean, people do this shit all the time. No, presidents, fucking the Pope, everyone. They're always like, it's so hard. To have this kind of power and responsibility. And it's always like, well, then fucking leave. Yeah, right. Yeah. Most of the There's time, a certain, nobody certain fucking asked you to go to there. Honest. Imagine yeah. fucking getting into the presidency, running a campaign and being like, look, it's very hard. It's a lot of responsibility. I'm under a lot of pressure. Okay? Yeah. I never asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um motherfuckers <laughs> yeah no 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 i'm in charge and i have, everything comes to me and i have to worry about nothing and that's so hard for me that's Gosh, heavy John. lies the crown that i put on myself years of my life <laughs> yeah that i put on myself yeah and it's yeah. made out of the stuff i stole from you yeah and you know what i feel really bad about it but if i gave you back the crown then it would all be for nothing then i wouldn't have the crown yeah i mean it's and what would happen then? Yeah. <laughs> you got to think these things through. Yeah, that's, and that's why I deserve it. Can't just slap together solutions haphazardly that mm-hmm. involve me not having my giant pile of jewels anymore. Cause... Your question about me removing my crown should have been answered by me having my crown. Duh. And I've decided that it remains where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. please, John. All please. Right. Um <laughs> So um, in the fifth reading, God tells Moses to record um, all the Levite men by ancestral house um, from the age of one month up. And so the Kohathites have a population of 86 hundo, the Gershonites, 75 hundo, the Marerites, 62 hundo. Also, where are these numbers coming from? Like, I think also these are just the boys. Yeah, yeah, well, duh. I mean, uh, I mean, we st- it's duh, but also we should still mention the fact that like the yeah. people who yeah. who literally count are the mm-hmm. not even just the, the 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 boys, but the boys who are able to do the tasks. 
task boys. You could save the world. The idea of whoever was in charge being like, yeah, I tried to count the girls, but I just got so bored, man. Like, Jesus. (laughs) I was just snoozing. I don't know if I should say this on the pod, but whatever. We don't have that many listeners. It kind of reminds me of when I'm doing taxes with my dad and he's like, how many miles did you drive for Uber Eats? And I'm like, I don't know, fucking 2,503. <laughs> <laughs> Million? Million. Dude, I drove like a t- No, no, that's what it kind of is. They're just like, how many How many people are in your tribe? And someone is just going to be like, dude, like a fuck ton, bro. And then someone else over here is and it's like, well, mine even... Slightly more than Ayani said. <laughs> more. Yeah, Price is Right style. Yeah. Well, they, well, they're, they're obviously doing that thing too where it's like, oh, I can't make it too ridiculous. So they're like, yeah, it's uh, 55,732. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say something plausible. Say something yeah. plausible. Uh, I'm going to add a 500 after that. Yeah. I, oh no, 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 I count it. I count old... it with my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this old SNL sketch with Christopher Walken. And like a census taker comes to his door and asks him how many people live there. And he's like, 120. And then they're like, taken aback. And then he goes like, he's like, oh, uh, six. 120 was a little high, huh? (laughs) That's awesome. He goes, oh, I think I was uh, was counting some candy bars. (laughs) I need to find that sketch. It's a real good one. Um, So, yeah, and then it just kind of goes into, like, the Gershonites at 7,500 camped behind the tabernacle to the west, and they they were in charge of the tabernacle and the tent and its coverings and the screen for entrance and the hit, hangings of the enclosure and the screen and all that boring bullshit. And then the Kohathites were to the south, and they were in charge of the ark and the table and the lampstand and the altars and their sacred utensils and the screen. So, yeah, it really is this thing of, like, their punishment or not punishment, but it's like they're making up for all the murdered Egyptian babies by them not having to go fight in the wars. It like really doesn't does not. Or there's just like a (laughs) Um, like there's just a sense of like everybody owes it to God, you know, everyone owes it to God in one way or another. It's just that some of the other ways are like, uh, several degrees more pleasant than, yeah, yeah, than others. Like who who's in the front again? Who made the shit list? Who's like, oh, all all of your boys have to be up in front. Yeah, who's like the, seated behind the stage? The Merarites are camped along the north side of the tabernacle, and they are in charge of the planks of the tabernacle, its bars, posts, sockets, and furnishings. Like, what is this chore wheel-ass bullshit? Like, <laughs> Well, no, I mean, we already know that the Bible the loves hyper-segmented labor. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and it's 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 kind of like the, the idea behind it would be essentially that, like, oh, you get, you get one or two families or however many families that are in charge of doing all the sockets, and they know sockets, so then the, the knowledge passes down so that the socket guys are the, the socket guys forever. But some people want to be uh, axle guys, and other people want to be uh, poets and musicians. And, like, how do we allow for this? God says you don't. Um, yeah, that was – there's not a lot else there behind the fact that other than just the Bible loves – uh, family businesses to continue. 
Yeah. It does. Um, it is interesting to read it as like a like a proto proto capitalist document in the sense that it's just like everybody has it's like is a cog and everyone has their exact little spot. Yeah, like, but there's not that many types of cogs even. It's like yeah. you're <laughs> going to fight the war or you carry around the magic box. Warfighter, god praiser, two main cogs. Well, in a, in a weird way, you could read it almost as like a a proto-capitalist document without all the extra baggage that we we have from being Americans. Cuz like in the perfect capitalist system, there there everyone is sort of in their little segment and can't really move around to ensure that the capital keeps growing and and continuing and blah 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 and making the people on top super super wealthy. Um which is how it works now. The only difference really is that in American culture We've somehow gotten it into our heads, maybe on purpose, maybe not, that, like, anyone could be the person on top when it's really just not the case. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so, so you could – so if you were to, like, lay this bear in all of its fucking inequity and all of its fucking terribleness, you know, it it, it, it reads as terrible and it reads as, as as some of the things that we know capitalism brings, right? Yeah, it's like a more honest – like, it's just like – Here's the hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. The it's, end. Yeah, and it's just not it's at no point is the Torah ever trying to tell you like, "Oh, but you could be a a a, a priest. You could be a levite. You could yeah. Hey, you might not be the people closest to the tabernacle, but you might be in charge of sockets." Right? <laughs> at no point are they saying and that. And people love sockets. <laughs> sockets are very important. Nope. None of that. They're like, "Oh, you wanted to be a socket boy? Well, I guess you're cannon fodder. Yeah. yeah. Should have been born in the socket boy family. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that. So an interesting to kind of carry on with what you're saying, Ani, like, like for all of the, for all of the discussion of like, here's how to do business the right way. Like don't steal from your neighbor. Here's Jubilee. When you like reset all the debts and free all the slaves, like at the end of the day, the only person whose wealth matters is kind of God's or it's like, that's like the end result of the system. It's not about anyone getting rich necessarily. It's just about like the glory and might of like the Israel God or the, the Jewish God Alliance overall. Like it's like not, exactly economic it's more just like it's also about it's about achieving a a a very particular state of being and then maintaining it in like homeostasis right like in a a weird (laughs) way in a weird way the bible doesn't really promise the jewish people or the israelites or whatever It, it doesn't like god doesn't promise them the world there's like the promised land and like you're going to get into that yeah. land and then I'll drive your enemies away and all of and that. It's only as big as New Jersey. So think about that next time. <laughs> drive across it in four hours. But you get, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 yeah. it's, uh, it's not even like a, a, a grand doctrine of world domination. It's like, you're going to mm-hmm. get your little bit of it and God's going to protect you. And then everything else is about maintaining that state. Yeah, but I have to say though, I feel like the that might be a bit of our U.S. eyes talking in the sense that like most people aren't plotting world domination or really want that. I feel like most people just want to eke out like a little freedom. So I can, I mean, I understand like the 
the promise where it's like, you know, you're going to be delivered. You're going to be free. I'm not going to let people fuck with you. Like most people have never, you know, gotten that. I guess the contradiction just comes from like how grandiose God, how big he talks versus like what he's actually trying to deliver. That's true. Yeah. Like the consequences for not like God turning the field into copper, for example, seems like a really (laughs) big deal when it comes down to what he's promising you is a country about the size of New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. When you put it like that, it's just like, is it worth it? And then if you were to expand beyond those, maybe this God would be like, hey, man, I didn't promise you that. Fucking chill. Yeah. Of course you fucking lost. that. Yeah. Don't get so I'm just going to read a little bit more right here because it kind of ties in um, to what we were talking about earlier. God told Moses to take the 22,000 Levites for God in exchange for all the firstborn among the Israelites and the Levites' cattle in exchange for the Israelites' cattle. Aren't the Levites part of the Israelites? What the fuck? Uh, to redeem the 273 Israelite firstborn over and above the number of the Levites, God instructed Moses to take five shekels ahead and give the money to the priests. <laughs> Scam alert. Scam alert. What is going on? It here? does remind me a little bit of like um so for the people who 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 don't know or whatever um when the Protestantism was founded, one of the main things that pissed this guy Martin Luther off a bunch was that the um I think they were called indul- indulgences. The Catholic Church would do these things where you like pay them money and then you're allowed to sin for a little bit. And then you could also pay money for the guarantee that your loved ones would leave purgatory and go to heaven. And, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to make any other point other than I get why someone could hear that and be like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's similar. And this is the exact same thing, except for everyone who, who would have said that got killed already. Uh-huh. It's like we have this great God who helped you all out, and because God is so helpful, you're going to pay me money. Yeah. Well, it's it like, also goes back to that thing about the, like, crowning yourself with the power and whatever and saying it's a burden. You know, they're like, oh, it was so terrible what happened to those Egyptian babies. We have to make some kind of accounting to God for all that he did for us. So that's going to actually end up being you giving me five shekels. <laughs> yeah. yeah i love that in this whole like oh, system of reparations or whatever it, it couldn't have less to do with the egyptians <laughs> they couldn't be more out of the picture here yeah it's like a symbolic it's like when people get accused of some like really awful like me too situation and then they make a a, a symbolic donation to like some nonprofit. i don't know no, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's like you're not helping the person you hurt. You're just, like, doing a deal. In it's, li- like a weird, it's like a fucked up, twisted way of, like, paying it forward, kind of. In light of these yeah. recent allegations, I've decided to donate 300 <laughs> bags of rice to the people of Haiti. Yeah, pretty much. Like, but it's, like, in light of the, like, genocide I did on the Egyptians, like, we're going to do some financial transactions among the different classes oh, in light of the <laughs> genocide we inflicted on the egyptian people you actually owe me five dollars yeah it's so baffling it's some of the most you owe five dollars to the we're all really sorry about the genocide fund yeah no yeah and then that later on we'll like <laughs> we're just collecting the money now and then we're gonna like do something really nice yeah with we're it making later. an endowment 
to we're forming a committee to make recommendations. It's all going studying. into a blind trust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's some shady shady business. Okay, and then to just continue on the path of collecting data that doesn't matter that much. What is this? The yellow pages. Um, <laughs> if they needed a book of numbers. <laughs> fucking, you're telling me. God <laughs> then directed Moses and Aaron to take a separate census, census of the Kohathites between the ages of 30 and 50 who were to perform tasks for the tent of meeting. So, like, you're just getting um, putting numbers on a pay. Like, why 30 and 50? Why? Um, certain amounts of wisdom, one would hope. Mm-hmm. Probably experience. not the case. Probably more of a quotient of creepiness, if we're going to be completely honest. What do you mean a quotient of creepiness? Uh, just uh, creepy people as they get older get creepier <laughs> with age. So you're saying yes. certain, but they're, they're being called on for creepy tasks. Yep. <laughs> you're going to skulk. Yeah, you're, yeah, no, but seriously, right? You're, you're going to be in a convenience store and say, y'all lost... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you in charge of leering. <laughs> You're the old groundskeeper who's seen it all. <laughs> but you know, people um, like, oh, I'm I'm the I'm the uh I'm the forty nine year old guy who's in charge of kidneys. You know? Like I got the kidney collection. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess and it's I a pull lot them out at inappropriate times. Like when the in laws are, are over. <laughs> <laughs> before dinner like all right dinner's almost served but who wants to see these kidneys if you hold them up to your ear they sing to you <laughs> oh my god yikes oh boy I don't, yeah i don't feel like i mean what more is there to say i can just kind of finish off this little like uh, stolen from wikipedia summary um please at the breaking of camp aaron and his sons are supposed to take down the ark the table, the lampstand, the service vessels, and cover them all with cloths and skins. Only when Aaron and his sons have finished the covering of the sacred objects would the Kohathites come and lift them. Aaron's son Eliezer was responsible for lighting the oil, the aromatic incense, the regular meal offerings, the anointing oil, and the consecrated things in the tabernacle. Um, and then God charged Moses and Aaron, put them in charge of taking care to not let the Kohathites die because they went inside. Oh, he, so God's basically putting Aaron, telling Aaron and Moses, like, don't let the Kohathites go inside and witness the dismantling of the sanctuary because then I will have to kill them, which will be very inconvenient because we need them. So don't make me it's, kill yeah, them. Yeah, it's another classic God set of God rules and roles where it's like, and if you stray. It's like if uh, it's like a... Uh, an OSHA supervisor also had a license to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Lol. Yeah. He'd be like that. Uh, that light is kind of, uh, you didn't hang it up safely. So stand underneath it real quick and I'm going to chop it down and it's going to hit you in the head. This could kill kill somebody and I'm going to show you how. (laughs) Kneel on this wooden block for me. If you wouldn't mind. You might want to close your eyes. Um, yeah, though this uh, this riff presumes that OSHA uh, really cares. They care in the Whereas, sense that they can find you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I, I yeah. don't, I don't actually want to speak too Ill, illy of uh, too much ill of OSHA. I know they're not the most perfect organization, but the fact that they exist at all is such an evolution for this country. 
Yeah, true. A true miracle. Good, good, per- good purpose. Uh, a lot of people literally died to get OSHA. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. We um, love this. Is a pro. This is a pro OSHA podcast. I, more yeah. than pro OSHA, I'm on the pro pod. safety. Pro safety. Yep. If they wanted a book of numbers, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else we could plug in there because. I mean, most books have numbers, you know, the pages are numbered, mm-hmm. something like that, you know. What's next? A book of sounds? Wait, how come? Yeah, how come the rest of them aren't called the book of letters? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did want to, to, to note actually that of pictures. Yeah. In Hebrew, uh, this book is called Bamidbar, which means in the wilderness or in the desert. Mm. And, um, I gotta say, the English, uh, or at least like more commonly known uh, title of it as the Book of Numbers, seems a little bit more accurate. Yeah, because d- d- the reason it's called in the wilderness or Bamidbar or whatever is because amongst the first lines of the uh, of the the book is that, and that's how they name the stuff and whatever, and that's fine or whatever. But the fact that they're in the wilderness doesn't change anything. No, they've been in the wilderness. That reminds me, um, I just was on a weird little uh, girl with a dragon tattoo kick recently. Um, not reading it. I, I just, so I read the book a while ago. I just recently watched the movie and then I just was curious about like the guy who wrote it and stuff. And anyway, in the, um, in the Swedish, so in, in the US version, in the, in the English can I, version. Sorry, before you continue, can I get a synopsis? Cause I've never read the book, never watched the movie, don't know anything about it. Oh, only um, that it, it was a. It came out in the 20 or became popular in the US in the 2010s. It's uh, kind of a noir series set in Sweden about this investigative journalist, which, I mean, could you imagine a sexier protagonist? Um, and uh. this um, like hacker punk woman named Elizabeth Slander. And they first investigate this, uh, you know, kind of ancient mystery from this old swedish family that has all these like nazi ties and they're big industrialists and it's this kind of like gritty snowy murder brutal serial killer kind oh, of so vibe it's and then it's based just... off of history yes <laughs> yeah so it yeah and then it just got really popular it was like the beginning of kind of the true crime renaissance they made a movie out of it that was also really popular mm. but anyway the whole point of this was because we were talking about titles and in the U.S., in the English versions, it's called the Millennium Trilogy of Books. And in the Swedish, it's just called Men Who Hate Women. Because <laughs> a, um, a, yes. like, a lot of the villains are like, one's a, kind of a serial killer rapist. Like, so it's just Men Who Hate Women, the, the book. I'm sure it probably has oh, a little European bit more so flair much. in Swedish. Yeah, right. It sounds a little better. <laughs> yeah. But then also, it could also be that, like, maybe they're just a little bit more direct in how they communicate. Yeah. I was going to make some joke about, like, some other fictional entity that could be called Men Who Hate Women, but there's just so fucking many to choose from. I know. From. I'm saying, I where do you even begin on that one? Well, I guess you would start with most of society. Yeah. Yeah. All. <laughs> Control God, God instructing... God instructing Moses to take a census of all the men who hate women. (laughs) He's just like, he's having a real this is water moment um, when he. This is water? Like, 
like um you know when you uh like there's some joke about like you know you ask a fish how the water and they say what's water or just you know just like he doesn't even realize oh, that, yeah. that like the world he's living in like everything around him is this thing because that's just what he thinks right. the world is and then david foster wallace had a a graduation speech called this is water that became a thing for certain people for a certain amount of time i think i hate graduations almost as much as i hate weddings oh see i've had i have a really um sociopathic ambition to give a graduation speech one day i think i do a really good job and i really want to do it and it's it's a form that fascinates me i agree with you i think you would do an amazing graduation speech um i promise you. you Will not attend, won't watch. <laughs> yeah, you know. I think it would be. I think yours would be good, Josh, because I think you would address like, listen, this whole thing is a big sloppy bag of shit. We all know that. <laughs> to quote from my good friend and co-host of the podcast, might be this whole thing is a sloppy bag of shit, and we're all shaking around inside of it. I would love to like like. I would love for somebody to make the mistake of asking me to give a graduation speech. <laughs> oh. And I would just be up there, like, just thinking of everything I know and just, like, being like, let's see. Uh, um, <laughs> did you know that when they were filming the turtle scene in, in Master of Disguise, they, <laughs> that's when they all found out about 9-11? <laughs> just be... Just so I have yeah, a, yeah. a recurring fantasy of being of being somewhere I have no business being. Well, here we are recording a podcast about the Torah. Hey, there we go. Hey. hey, you know, if they just wanted a book of numbers, <laughs> I really think there's something else we could plug in there. If they wanted a bunch of numbers. They should have watched a sporting event. <laughs> yeah, what? What? what For else? real though. What else, do we, <laughs> yeah. what else do we put in there? I'm sorry. Uh, th- th- technically, this entire uh, episode has mostly been a-, a summary, but does anyone have any, like, grand fucking thoughts about what oh, this yeah. is? Oh, yeah, we kind of took the the form of, of just letting the whole thing be the summary, because otherwise, I mean, what was I going to say up top, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. Listen, I, I'm excited for this because... We know we know we have dessert waiting for us in the kitchen, meaning we know that in a few chapters, the earth is going to open up and swallow a man. So you're not going to you don't find that in the yellow pages. I assure you. (laughs) That would could you imagine that would honestly be the ultimate the ultimate like long fuse prank would be to doctor someone's copy of the yellow pages <laughs> on a tiny section in some random part and then just write and then the earth opened up and swallowed man so or, it's, yeah or it's like like 30 years later like, someone's looking for a plumber and they're like what? yeah it's like bill's auto parts and then in parentheses like don't bother calling the earth swallowed him <laughs> yeah so and then, and then you're like running around to, to check other line. phone books it's not there not that this is really relevant to anything, but I fucking watched uh, about half of the Da Vinci Code recently. Oh, yeah. Um, about that, professional symbologist? Uh, you, you got, yeah, and like, I'm, I'm going to just defend myself and say that by the time I put pressed play so that it started, I was already seven beers deep. <laughs> like, for the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. You decided you on okay? the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, number one, it, it took me about fifty minutes before I was like, "Wow, this was uh, this is the dumbest thing I've watched in a long time." 
Um, and number two, it really just got to me how similar with people who think that aliens, just to bring it all the way back to the podcast, finding yes. out that aliens exist is going to be some kind of crazy re- revelation or whatever. People do not care. The whole premise of the Da Vinci Code is that Christ might have descendants that are alive and have been keeping the tradition alive or whatever. whatever oh, people bullshit. would care. Are you kidding No, they me? wouldn't. If someone's like, Jesus is my grandpa. No, they don't care at all. I kind of see. They would not care at all. I kind of see what Ayani's saying. Like, remember fucking, well, I mean, I'm, maybe this is different for you, Josh, because you're like a fucking news person and you're smart. But like, when all that, like, I don't know, wasn't there a bunch of information about like, ufos and like area 51 that was released and like yeah my very first reaction was just like i'm not reading that shit yeah i dare you to try to make me read that shit (laughs) the 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 the, the navy came out and literally said like hey man we don't know what some of these things are and it's there's a good chance that they might be life forms or at least something from not earth and everyone was like meh yeah I so and um, I also no, think I, if you I'm really you. went don't down, care. like people don't care about anything. Yeah, if you went down and someone was like, "Look, I have in indisputable proof that there are descendants of Jesus Christ, the man who can trace their lineage to that person," the Catholic Church would be the first people to come out and be like, "No, they don't." True. My first question would, for some reason, be, "Are they rich?" <laughs> Of course they would be, at least in the world of Da Vinci Code. They would have palaces and fucking estates. Uh Chateaus, you could say. Chateaus. (laughs) Chateaus. I feel like the Da Vinci Code is like a classic genre, which is just like making the the audience member feel very smart. Dude, I was watching it, and I was – I just remember thinking that like, you know, you don't have to make up a story about how weird and fucked up like giant religious organizations are. You can just fucking go ask a history teacher (laughs) a couple questions. Like what if there was a conspiracy inside the Catholic Church at the highest levels of power? Uh, To bring it back to to, 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 to current events, I guess you can ask like several hundred thousand people in France if there was a conspiracy in fucking the Catholic Church because they abused a lot of fucking kids there. And guess what? It, it, It happened in other places. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Really? I react the same way I did when I found out Prince died earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh my god, this is the podcast. Like, Jesus, just... you guys are hitting me with bombs yeah. today. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just we uh, love you for your naivete, but sometime, someday you'll have to learn what this world holds for you, John. You sweet, sweet innocent boy. You beautiful Ass. little doe <laughs> licking berries in the forest floor. <laughs> Lick it. <laughs> Those licking berries in the I don't floor, know. not I don't them, know just what licking a doe them. Does. Gross. Now I'm never going to eat a berry again. Got <laughs> licked by a doe. Um, <laughs> We're talking about does licking berries. Um, is there anything else we have to say? Do are we cutting it? Are we keeping it? I feel like it's. Um... I feel like that question has become irrelevant. Honestly, like. Oh no! I was going to say leave it in there. I was also going to say leave it in there, but I guess my my bigger question is if they wanted a phone book or if they wanted a book of numbers. Fine. No. <laughs> no, nope, nope, you fucked it up. <laughs> Damn, I, you have to say it right the first time. You're not allowed to get the satisfaction of the punchline. If you wanted a bunch of numbers, why not read the uh, ingredients on a freaking bag of Doritos? I mean, <laughs> five hundred Levites, two hundred grams of sodium. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I think one of the things we can all definitely agree on. As, and in terms of like an overarching 
theme to this and, you know, just sort of like how it relates to our lives. Um, and, you know, we're always talking about how the how the Bible, like how does it really relate? And it seems like people are just kind of just shoehorning these like weird, irrelevant amounts of, of people and like a census and whatever to somehow relate to us in the modern life in 2021. And you really do have to ask at, at the end of the day, like if they needed a book of numbers. <laughs> God. Oh God! Uh, Speaking of a, numbers, they think what is the freaking Pythagoras? Give me a break. Speaking of numbers, what is this ongoing bit going to do to our listenership? Because God, <laughs> God bless you if you are still with us. Um, you know what? Actually, here I'm gonna I'm gonna plant this uh, this little chestnut and see see what happens. Um, Lana's mom sometimes listens, uh, so I'd like to just give a, a special shout out to you, uh, Susan. Hello, hi. Hey, um, um, if you're enjoying of, uh, what you're hearing, you know, I'm glad to hear it. You know, my mother listens to almost every episode, too. Yes. Um, Smite Me Mom's Club. My parents can confirm almost probably never. I would almost My mom watches, never. like, the little clips, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love your little skits. Um, also, just shout out to my buddy, Kenny McCain. He he listens to every episode, too. Hi, Kenny. Oh, and to, and to Clifton. Whoa, Kenny. Just gonna shout out all the smite me faithful. That was a burp. All right, from our Chicago. Let's say a prayer and get out of here. Listener, yeah, um, <laughs> come on, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, I'm, I'll I'll cover the I'll mm. cover the blessing. Um, much like the way that two plus two equals four, <laughs> but also two times two equals four. Sometimes <laughs> in life, things have uh, double meanings. So. When you're th- listening to this and you are like, this is dumb as shit, think again, because maybe it's actually really, really smart. And... <laughs> I love this prayer. <laughs> no, what seriously. a beautiful blessing. <laughs> what if the dumb shit I said was a bunch of smart shit? <laughs> think it, no, I want to bless though. you. What if I was really smart? There's somebody, as dumb as we are, there's somebody who... We're the smartest people in their podcast repertoire. They listen to a bunch of people. And there's people who were the dumbest ones, obviously. That's most of them. But there's people who they listen to a bunch of people, a bunch of different podcasts, and we're the smart ones. So, you know, three times three, that's nine. Three plus three, that's six. Flip it upside down, that's a nine. Turn that six. You don't know. It's not always as plain as it seems. Not, Not every. There's sometimes. There's more to life than meets the eye. Yeah? Yeah. Is that what you learned from the Da Vinci Code? I, uh, yeah. I learned... Oh, no, I didn't learn anything from that fucking dumb If Robert movie. Langdon, professional symbologist, a.k.a. Tom Hanks, taught me anything. Also, complexity. they fucking... They introduced this his like love interest i i don't i don't remember the book so much but at least in the movie they introduced her as like a, a a cryptologist and she like does this one thing at the beginning and then they're for the rest of the movie they're like but what if you were a babe in high heels what about the babe that? in high heels yeah you're telling me she's oh, a cryptologist yeah. and she's a babe in high heels whoa, whoa, whoa. well hollywood has a real problem with woman face so <laughs> Also, just one I feel last like the, thing. the creators she's... of that should have read Men Who Hate Women, the Swedish neo noir. Weird thing, too. She's also a cop who's a cryptologist. It's very Hell weird. Hell yeah. Uh, 
Oh, God, does Hollywood love to have a lady who's a sexy cop and also a third thing? It's, it's, they love it. <laughs> they love it, folks. All right. All right. Wow. Well, well, that was such a beautiful evening that we were able to was. spend with you all. Yes, it was. Look us up and in I the hope yellow you pages. Just remember once again that we're really, really actually smart. We're all. That's what's funny is like it sounds like we're joking, but all three of us are pretty smart. So it's pretty cool that we put our heads together and made this. Um, <laughs> that is good night, s- sweet summer children. <laughs>